Attention. It's real talk about everything for the home. Let's get ready. For homeowners, it's a conversation that includes news, tips, do-it-yourself advice, and a behind-the-scenes look into the trade. I think this is great. Yes. Yes, it is. From LCS Heating and Cooling, this is Talkin' Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Hey there, and welcome to Talkin' Trades. I'm your host, Renee Lucas from LCS Heating and Cooling, here for real talk about the trades and your home. I'm here today with Greg Pulley, Director of Business Development with Wesley's Landscape and Lawn Care. Hey, Greg. Hey, Renee. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad to be talking to you today. Well, everyone out there may be wondering what HVAC and landscaping have in common, but I promise we'll tie it all together, plus give you some great tips to keep your home looking beautiful. Howie Politics and State Affairs Pro offer insider election coverage, polling, and analysis in Indiana. Our nonpartisan news and legislative tools create a winning combination pro subscribers can't live without. For all the resources you need this election season and beyond, visit pro.stateaffairs.com slash in. That's pro.stateaffairs.com slash in. Hey, Greg, so tell us a little bit about Wesley's. Yeah, so uh, we are a full-service landscape company based in Hamilton County, servicing Hamilton and Boone counties. Um, with outdoor living spaces, maintenance, mulch, um, just your general landscaping needs, uh, turf care, fertilization, um, and Whew. services like that. Yeah, that's a long list. So when you talk about um, outdoor um, things like that, are you, are you talking about like like patios and decks and, and outdoor fireplaces and things like that? Yeah, so we pretty much uh, specialize more in the hardscaping elements. Uh, so any kind of paper patios, like you said, fire features, uh, water features, those kind of things. Uh, not too much into decking or lumber, carpentry yep. uh, stuff. We kind of keep those to the to those trades. Uh, but anything that's going to be kind of creating that outdoor staycation, uh, those kind of things in in your in your backyard. Uh, those are the things that we specialize in. Oh my gosh! You know what? Okay, so that makes me think when I'm done with a long day of work, to go outside and be able to like grab a glass of wine and sit in my own oasis. It sounds heavenly. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. So let's start with a few landscaping do's and don'ts. And so we talked about how we're going to tie together the HVAC and landscaping, and we're going to start right away with that. So when we think about the air conditioner, Greg, sometimes we'll go out to do a tune-up on an air conditioner, and it's like we have to walk through a jungle to find the air conditioner. <laughs> and so can you kind of give us some landscaping do's and don'ts around things like an air conditioner or a mini split or something like that outside? Yeah, absolutely. And we get those, you know, our homeowners might come to us and say, hey, my AC guy's going to be here next week. And he said, we got to do this, this and this before he starts working on it. So mm -hmm. uh, we've come, you know, over the years understood some of the things that go along with that as well. So we kind of keep those in mind when we're creating a, a, maybe a, a landscape renovation around a home or, or something that's, you know, kind of grown over the time of 20 years of that AC unit being in place. So a couple of different things that we want to make sure is we want to keep plants away from the AC unit itself. Right. Um, two to three feet away, and that's even thinking about maybe future growth as well, depending on what plants are going to be going around that. So we want to make sure that there's room for air circulation, obviously for you guys to be able to come in and work on those um, and, and not, you know, hinder the, the, the performance of the AC unit right. um, because everybody obviously wants their house to stay nice and cool. Uh, but there are some other things that we can talk about 
uh, as well that might be able to help um, from a plant, you know, um, installation pro- uh, point of view as well. Well, I think it's it's easy to forget, you know, when we when plants are first planted, they're like little babies or little puppies. They're so cute, but they get big um, in no time at all, depending on what the the plant itself is, right? Yeah, so a lot of times you'll see grasses. That's the big thing that goes around a, a, an AC unit. People want to hide it, you know, from mm-hmm. an aesthetic purpose. They don't want everybody just to be able to stare at their AC unit. I mean, it's and a so gorgeous piece are, of equipment. Are typically, like the first <laughs> thing that they want to do. Hey, we'll put some in. Okay. And you could have a, a grass that comes in a three-gallon pot that might be two feet tall. Great, like you said, it's it's in its puppy stage. But that plant that you just put in that that, that grass, uh, you didn't realize. Um, that that's the great Dane of grasses, right? So mm-hmm. now that it's going to be, you know, this eight foot tall grass that's that's weeping over into your your AC unit and stopping air for air circulation and all those kind of things. So yeah, keeping things in mind from a future standpoint uh, of where those are going to go. Okay. Now sometimes people will just say to us, "Hey, just go ahead." Like like I said, we'll get there and it's literally like a jungle around the AC, and they'll say, "Just go ahead and cut it back." We never do that, and I just feel like there's a right and wrong way to trim plants. Am I correct on that, or am I just being a little paranoid? No, there is a right and a wrong way to trim plants, especially when you get into more um, tree-based plants or, or, or woody shrubs. Uh, grasses, for the most part, you can cut them down to the ground. They'll grow back. It's grass. Um, but if you start getting into some other plants like red twig dogwoods or Hicks or something like that, there is a right way and a wrong way to do things, mm-hmm. especially if you have evergreens around there. Uh, evergreens, once you kind of start pruning them back, um, they can only kind of go so far before that plant, you know, is going to be in some trouble. Okay. So that's, and that's exactly why we just say no to that. So we need, we've got to call the right. professionals in. So if somebody wanted to, you know, kind of a DIY tip to plant something around their AC themselves, what's something that you might recommend that can be easily shaped, formed, easily trimmed? I mean, are grasses your go-to or do you have some other recommendations? Uh, grasses are always good. I like going with like a Carl Forster feather reed grass. It stays a little bit more compact and, and tight. Um, it doesn't get so wispy uh, like a, maybe a maiden grass would get. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some nice character to it when the when the seed head comes to to play. It stays you know four to five feet tall and just kind of you know keeps that that buffer around. Um, Hicks U's are pretty good as well. They stay you know relatively compact. They're evergreen, so they're going to last all season. They're not going to they're not going to lose their leaves. They're not going to brown out like a grass does. Um, and those you can also do. Uh, like a red twig dogwood, which has great color uh, to it in the wintertime once it loses its leaves. Mm. It has a really nice red stem to it. Um, so that, you know, in contrast, when we do get some snow, looks really pretty um, in, in the winter as well. So those are three that you can do. You can do some hydrangea if you want to have some, some flowering um, elements to it as well. So that, there's really not a plant that I would say don't okay. go around the AC unit. It's yeah. more so just like, how far are we going to keep it from the unit? Um, and then what could potentially, you know, happen over time? Okay. I would say the the one thing that we see occasionally, and it's not necessarily that somebody's planted it, but ivy. I mean, ivy just seems like it can get out of control so quickly up the side of the house and just literally wraps itself around air conditioners. Yeah, and it can. Um, ivy's probably not a great thing to have, um, like you said, a- around that area. Um, either doing mulch or stone, you know, around an AC unit is, is helpful. Um, but ivy, you know, it, it can get out of control and take over. 
um, and, and really can cause some some havoc, especially getting in nooks and crannies. So ivy's purpose is to kind of has these little legs that just in fibers that kind of grasp onto things, mm-hmm. uh, so they can grasp onto the any parts of your condenser or whatever to, to kind of weave its way through, and that can can, talk, can probably cause you know some potential issues with your unit right right now when you are doing work at somebody's house are you ever having to pay attention to like buried wires Um, I know sometimes line sets can be buried most of the times they're exposed but you know how important is that to be watching for different types of wiring yeah I think especially on the mowing end of things for us we kind of make sure that we're paying attention because there are a lot of exposed wires there so not so much from the mowing perspective, but from the string trimming perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of wires that can be in there and, and some smaller gauged wires as well that can, can potentially cause some issues. Um, and then everything else is mostly buried. Like you said, if we're doing, you know, a, a construction project or um, depends on the the, um, the type of project that we're doing, you know, most times not with with regular mulch jobs, we're not doing as much, but we will do uh, 811s, you know, calling before you dig, especially right. plantings uh, and those kind of things to make sure we're keeping wires away. But as far as like the exposed wires from units and things like that, which, you know, it's making sure that we're keeping a good eye on things and, and kind of thinking through that process before we start. Okay. And that, that makes sense. And that's a great reason to use a landscaping contractor as well, because homeowners don't often think about that or know about wires that may just, you know, barely be underground or a line set or something going to the AC and you can end up having some, some bigger problems from just doing some planting. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of those things that you kind of, as being a professional and seeing those over, you know, the last 23 years of, of things I've seen in the field and, and happening, you know, I, I don't think I would have had those, you know, same thoughts as, as a as a homeowner that hasn't been, you know, in this field professionally. So there are things that, that we kind of look out for and have seen over time and, mm-hmm. and learn from our mistakes yep. uh, as well. <laughs> and so, you know, just kind of seeing those things from, from that perspective versus, hey, I can get this done. Um, and then the next thing you know, uh, you've wasted a few extra hours, time, and, you know, money. Money, um, yes. <laughs> thinking that you got something done a little bit cheaper the first time because you could do it yourself. Right, right. And, you know, so many times, too, from a contractor standpoint, the things that we see and experience, it, it could be the hard way that we learned as well, but then we see it and we, we know going forward. Yep, absolutely. So, Greg, when you guys are out there and your team's out there, do you ever find insect or rodent problems while landscaping? Like, have you ever found, like, termite issues that maybe a homeowner wasn't even aware of? Um, not too much. I mean, you, you, sometimes you'll have, um, you know, raccoons and squirrels and those kind of guys, they, they get going in places. A lot of times they'll, they'll bury themselves, you know, under decking and, and those kind of things. Um, a few years ago, I had one where, uh, um, an irrigation box was, was outside. Most of the time those are, are put in the garage, but in this case it was outside. Uh, we checked it and I mean, ants had kind of gone through there oh. and created their own habitat. Um, and that had to be replaced and removed and, and, and you know, changed locations. Right. Um, but for the most part, I think a lot of times when we have any kind of rodent issues, they like to burrow themselves in places, like, like I said, under decking um, and in different places with that. But not too much in an open landscape area. So let me ask you a question. We've had, I've heard people say before that they want to use stone instead of mulch because mulch brings in insects like ants and things like that. Is that true? I mean, insects are going to go, they're going to create a habitat wherever they can, right? And so I think, you know, a lot of people are, are, are 
kind of trained to think about mulch and termites. You know, it's wood, it's those kind of things. Right. In, in Indiana, it's not as prevalent as, say, you know, some southern states like Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, that you really have a lot of termite activity. Um, and in those states, they don't use a lot of, of wood bark type mulches. They use more pine needle and those kind of things. So mm. we've used, I mean, a wood-based mulch in Indiana for, for decades. Um, and as long as you're not building it up along you know, houses and those kind of things, you're, you're good and keeping it, you know, aesthetically pleasing for everything. Really the biggest problem we have with any kind of mulches is where we start building it up on tree trunks. You know, that's when it can, can cause some damage to the tree itself, okay. but we don't really see it from too much of a, of a increased habitat for, for insects and, and those kind of things. Well, and that's good to know. I personally, I love mulch. I love the way it looks. I love the way it smells when it first goes down. Like I just, I think it's so nice around the home and in beds and things. So Greg, tell me about like, when's the, I know it depends on what, what you're planting, but is there generally a best time to plant? Yeah, I, a lot of different things, you know, you'll get a lot of, of, conflicting results. I mean, we plant year round, mm -hmm. uh, as long as the ground's not frozen, we can, we can plant things. Is there times that are better? Absolutely. Um, fall is a great time to plant trees. Um, it just gets a lot of the, the, the ability for the plant to kind of, uh, get those nutrients and, and everything in the root ball and, and, and grow and, and have a full season of kind of getting itself acclimated to the soil before it hits into the hot, heavy summertime. Um, perennials, there's usually some cutoff dates that are with those just because they're, they're pretty temperamental when it comes to um, any kind of weather uh, and mm -hmm. things that can potentially, you know, cause harm to those. So right. fall is a great time for trees, uh, some shrubs and things like that. But but year round, as long as, you know, the, your, your landscape professionals kind of keeping an eye on um, how the weather and, and those things are, are forecasted. Um, it could be some additional watering that has to happen in the summertime uh, versus in the fall when we're kind of getting, you know, cooler temps and, and, and natural rainfall and those kind of things. So it's just a matter of, of what we have to invest as a, um, as a, as a consumer um, into, into making sure that the plant health and vigor and everything continues and, and stabilizes through okay. the growing season. So, so Greg, tell me, what, what would you say are the advantages of hiring a landscaper over overdoing it yourself? Well, I think the biggest thing with hiring a landscaper is, is a lot of times I get, when I go visit clients, they're like, I have no vision. I can't, I, I can't see what I'm trying to do. And, and mm -hmm. again, back to the experiences that we have as professional landscapers of trying to um, see that vision for you and understand your wants and your needs and, and, and what, you know, what do you like? What do you dislike? Um, trying to put that all together in a, in a pre-packaged plan for you, um, you know, to, to, to show you, you know, what the possibilities are. That's kind of number one. I get that a lot because we, we get people that, you know, we come out to their home for a consultation and like, I, I just don't know what I want. So, you know, from, from what I'm trying to do is try to look at that experience that they can have uh, with, with, a, with an outdoor space mm -hmm. um, and, and how that best utilizes with it, how, you know, what kind of entertaining do they want to do? All those kind of things. I think that vision is the first part of it. And then this, the second part and, and the most important part, especially when it comes to planting and, and even installation of, of patios and those kind of things is just expertise. Um, it's not rocket science, you know, it's landscaping, but there are a lot of things that you can do wrong mm -hmm. as a homeowner, um, even from planting 
a plant if you plant it too deep and that that water just holds in that and that, that's a plant that doesn't necessarily like a lot of water or putting a plant in a certain area um, that hey this plant requires a little more shade well you probably shouldn't put it in an area that gets 10 hours of sunlight right so those kind of things of, of just being able to use that expertise of a landscape company uh, and professionals that we are um, of trying to you know put those out there and, and uh make it for the best for, for longevity as well. Yeah. And that makes complete sense. You know, I, I personally, I love plants. I find them to be very relaxing. And so I'll go into a nursery and so many times, like my, my eyes are so big and you end up spending so much money on all these plants and then you get home and you don't know where to put them or, or it turns out, like you said, they need sun and you have shade or, or vice versa. And so, you know, I've, I have found like my mistakes in the past is I've spent way more money than what I should have because it all looked good when I was shopping for it. Yeah. And that's what, you know, we, we have landscape designers and landscape architects that, you know, have, have been in the industry, you know, for years or, or the schooling that they've had to go through there and just kind of understanding that complete package of, mm-hmm. of how uh, to make that space work, right? you know, the most for, for, um, aesthetics and, and the financial you know, aspect of it as well. So you're not wasting any money. So does your company, does it work with existing? So say somebody, you know, they had, you know, some landscaping done and, and for whatever reason they, they want some new plants or they want a new design. Can you work within that space already as well as like making completely new areas? Like do you do both? Yeah. So that's the beauty of landscaping is things are feasible. So you could have something that you worked on, you know, three or four years ago and it doesn't quite work, we'll look at different elements as well from that and say, you know what, hey, this part is great. You did a fantastic job or, mm. or the company that you hired previously did a great job with that. What are your pain points with what's going on? Well, hey, we love this area, but we want to work on this. And, right. and we can incorporate those kind of things to be able to, to mesh together uh, with them as, uh, as well as, you know, there's sometimes where we get to a home, especially new homeowners, uh, they just, we all have different tastes, right? So we can have a new homeowner come in and say, you know, Hey, I'm sure this worked for them, but this is not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? And, and, and we've got a new, you know, blank canvas that we can work with uh, to create that, that outdoor space for them that they're going to truly enjoy. Um, because, you know, ultimately, and this is a conversation to have with our clients all the time, Hey, I'm going to be here for a couple of weeks to, to, to renovate this property and, and, and put it all together. And I'm going to give you my professional opinions on this, but ultimately this is your home right. and you're here every single day and what you, you know, have to look for and look and, and what, what you want to get out of this project. So that's the biggest thing. I'm always going to give my advice and give, you know, kind of run people through that, that process of, of getting things done, but ultimately it's their home. That's awesome. I love that. Providing the information, providing the education, but ultimately it's your decision. Absolutely. Oh, Greg, this has me so excited for summer. Thank you so much for your time today. And these were just some great tips for our landscaping, our yards. And um, remember to keep that, keep those planted away from your AC. So, Greg, thank you so much. You're welcome. I appreciate you having me. From LCS Heating and Cooling, I'm Renee Lucas. Thanks for joining me today on Talk and Trades. Please subscribe for my weekly tips, advice, and real talk about your home experience. You can also find us at lcsheatingandcooling.com or on Facebook. Have an awesome day.
from LCS Heating and Cooling in Indianapolis, Indiana. This is Talkin' Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast now and discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.